Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life journey with our mentors. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which might be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey, and our mentors may provide the roadmap for your journey. Each week, I will be interviewing those coaches who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Who are those mentors you will hear each Thursday? Well, they have authored books and papers on tennis, sports, and life, and they continue to give back today. These mentors will include Dr. Alan Fox, who you heard last week. Uh, today's mentor is Coach Chuck Reese, uh, Coach Scott Williams, Dr. John Murray, uh, Linda LeClaire, uh, Ashley Hobson, who you heard uh, uh, last month. Uh, and uh, later this month, uh, matter of fact, next week, you will hear Coach Mick, uh, who is the USTA Director of Experimental Learning uh, for our national campus. Uh, outstanding young man. I'm sure you'll be interested in to learn what they're doing. As most of you know, I'm late getting into the 21st uh, century with computers, but fortunately other people are not. Uh, and then uh, at the last uh, Thursday of the month, because we won't have a uh, broadcast on Thanksgiving, I will be uh, celebrating the blessings uh, with my family. But we will have uh, Coach Scott Inge, uh on uh, that broadcast. And I've been blessed to know uh, Scott God, I, probably about 30 years, I guess. Uh, uh, first met him, we were at the uh, World Scholar Athletes uh, Games uh, together and uh, at the University of Rhode Island. Uh, he was one of my coaches when I was the coordinator for the tennis portion of the World Scholar uh, Games. Uh, he comes from a family, a father coaching and for 50 years in the game, a high school coach, uh, was a presenter at our uh, workshop, like our uh, guest today uh, has been. And uh, today he's moved into uh, the college ranks. But uh, as a college coach, he hasn't forgotten the uh, high school uh, coaches and where uh, the players uh, come from. He tells me he will still be doing the top 25 high school teams in the country. And uh, we'll learn more about that uh, with our discussions with him at the uh, end of the month. I would like to thank the Yellow Ball Network CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting our tennis network. And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, you're missing out on some useful information. Of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio is that if you can't tune in live, you can listen when you choose. I seldom listen to uh, American Tennis, who is uh, Wednesdays uh, on every Wednesday, and uh, our guest today, Coach Chuck Reese, uh, does that broadcast. The truth of the matter is, I haven't listened to yesterday's. Uh, 
broadcast yet, but uh, you can bet your life I will listen to it uh, the next day or two because uh, it's just been running a little hectic right now, but I never miss one of his broadcasts. It's always good. And because I believe Dr. King when he said our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, time permitted each week, I will add my personal views on North American tennis and life. Naturally, you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges. Uh, You've heard some of my views before. Uh, I admit to uh, being biased, but I always give you a chance to respond because besides our weekly conversation, uh, the almighty willing, you will also be able to continue reading my views in Florida Tennis Magazine, uh, now in its 25th year. And as I have previously expressed, if you disagree with me, please email me. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that I've taken your views and I've discussed them on this broadcast and I've published them in uh, my articles and Florida Tennis Magazine. So if you disagree with me, uh, I don't know why you would, but people do. So if you're one of those people, email me at Coach Denise. That's Coach D A N I S E dot F-H-S-T-C-A at A-T-T dot net. That's Coach Denise dot F-H-S-T-C-A at A-T-T dot net. Who knows? I may even share your views. I'd like to also, uh, talking about Florida Tennis Magazine, I'd like to thank them uh, for all they do and remind you that uh, Florida Tennis Magazine, the title probably doesn't represent the magazine that well. Uh, Jim March has done an uh, outstanding job for the uh, last uh, 25-plus years uh, with the magazine, but the magazine covers tennis events and tennis happenings, uh, well, I was going to say around the country, but truthfully, around the world. And today, more than ever, uh, you'll see tennis goes through Florida. I mean, we have tennis growing uh, all over the country, but with the national campus in Florida, uh, all the fine uh, academies, uh, Florida is a big part of uh, tennis. Uh, So um, we talk about uh, the Florida activities, but you will find uh, articles about tennis all over the country. Excuse me a second. (coughs) I'm sorry about that. Besides Tennis Magazine, I really should mention uh, Wilson Tennis, uh, over 100 years in sports, and I've been privileged and blessed to uh, see uh, over three quarters of that uh, during my lifetime, I wish I would be around for the next hundred years to uh, see. I can imagine uh, what would be happening. They're just a uh, not only a fine company, 
Uh, they're an outstanding company for uh, their support of high school uh, tennis and youth tennis. And I think we have to remember that our training grounds uh, for American tennis and for our pros used to run through high schools and colleges. Uh, I think they're trying to do something to get that happening again. And uh, hopefully uh, we will uh, get there. Uh, but um, I also have to uh, thank District 15 and JTO associations over 20 years of providing tennis program. Uh, I've been blessed to be the tennis director uh, for that time. Uh, I, if you're not working uh, with uh, 10 and under uh, kids today, especially if you're a high school coach, uh, uh, I think it's very important. I, I kid a lot of times uh, the six Saturdays in the uh, spring and six Saturdays in the fall when uh, I, we run our group programs and uh, tell them that I'm there because my wife reminds me I can't afford a divorce. But uh, during the Time's going on there in my lap, and they know I enjoy it uh, really too much. I can't hide it. And I will say, during the 20 years of my coaching at high school, um, where we were in our size community, if it wasn't for that organization, I don't know uh, how talented of a high school team we would have had. These kids come through there. You could bring, uh, when I was coaching, I was blessed to be able to have my high school team uh, volunteer their hours on those uh, Saturdays when they weren't involved in tournaments. And it's an important time, and it's important to help them with their learning. I should also mention Flagler Insurance, who understands that our future leaders are now in high school. Uh, if you're looking for uh, to handle your insurance needs, I strongly suggest you contact Flagler Insurance. And if you haven't received your uh, team uniforms yet, uh, please contact Team Connection Tennis. Uh, they remind us all the time that tennis fuels life. And I will tell you, during the periods when we had uh, running our all-star uh, tournaments, uh, which uh, hopefully the FHSTCA will do again uh Next year, I, it just was a very disappointing year not to have the high school all-star event in uh, Florida uh, this year. But the coaches and the players, just uh, besides being a great event, they always look good. And the reason they look so good is that Team Connection Tennis uh, dressed them. And trust me, they know how to dress uh, your uh, tennis team. So if you haven't uh, picked out your uniforms yet, I suggest that uh, you contact them uh, because uh, they have the uniforms for you. Great quality at a great price. So uh, give them a call and try them out. Uh, today we have, I think, an outstanding broadcast. Uh, our mentor is not uh, with us yet, but uh, he should be with us uh, any time. Uh, Coach uh, Chuck Reese, uh, 
for those of you uh, that don't know, uh, he coached at Clemson for years. Uh, he is actually uh, the winningest uh, uh Coach in the ACC history is 36 years as a college uh, head coach. He is now uh, coaching at the Citadel uh, in his uh, home state of South Carolina. A four-time National Coach of the Year award, five uh, times he's coached Grand Slam champions, has six authored uh, books that's been published, Published and today's uh, we will be talking about his first book, uh, in which uh, lessons from there. And uh, he has nine players who has coached Grand Slam uh, players uh, in the fine coach finals, uh, eleven top one hundred players in ATP and WTA. And which I'm sure he's probably uh, at least as proud of, if not more proud than anything else. I know I was always proud to see um, my players uh, uh, go on uh, to uh, uh, coach. And I've uh, I told you about our guest Scott Engie, who will be on at the end of the month. And uh, we were at the World Scholar Athlete Games together. I had taken one of my players there uh, one year and the World Scholar Athlete Games were every four years and uh, took her back four years later as one of my coaches when I was the uh, tennis coordinator for the games. And I'll tell you, there is just uh, not a more rewarding experience uh, than when you've had a player uh, being that impressive group of uh, people, and these kids are the brightest of the bright and uh, athletic, coming from all over uh, the world. Uh, I've always felt I uh, owed them so much because I cheated them. They uh, truthfully gave me a lot more than I was able to give them. But uh, uh, when you're able to take one of your players back as a coach, uh, later on, it's uh, it's a very rewarding uh, experience, and uh, of course he has 31 former players uh, who are uh, assistant co- college coaches uh, today. Uh, well, I shouldn't say today, but who have become that. So uh, it's it's a very rewarding experience, and I'm sure he's just as uh, proud of that as anything else uh, that uh, he has done. I'd like to, I've been asked um, a, a few times because uh, probably uh, I mentioned his book a lot, as you know, when we put together the uh, FHS-TCA uh, certification program for high school uh, tennis coaches, uh, one of the books that we give points for on the certification uh, was uh, Chuck Reese's book, Coaching Tennis. And uh, it's one of the books, uh, when I talk about uh, the mentors that I had and where I learned from, uh, uh, it's, I think, one of the most uh, important books out there. 
Uh, I should clarify something when I talk about mentors. <laughs> I, I felt a little bad when we had Linda Claire out there. It was two outstanding books who I, which I've used um, uh, numerous times. And uh, when I talk about receiving mentors, are not always people that are older than you. Uh, and uh, I will ask and you younger coaches, talk to the older coaches, learn where you can, but go out and share that information uh, as much as you can. One of the reasons that I like the book is because I think of John Wilson when the paraphrasing what he said when things go wrong, um, look and go back to the basics all the time. And truthfully, uh, there's a lot of good information out there. Uh, there's a uh, now we're getting into a new uh, uh, forum, uh, and it's an important forum which uh, uh, Coach Mick will talk about uh, next Thursday. But I guarantee you, all not all much of this new stuff that we're hearing about is not new, but it's based on basic information that was given out before and expanded on, and it should be expanded on, and we should uh, go out and you should be writing about it. I encourage you to do that. But other than, you know, to me, probably today, the, the only thing that I can think of that is pretty new, I mean, we've done, well, it isn't even it, it new, it's improved on, I should say, as we talked about the sport split step. Uh, but uh, it was Vic Borgemeyer, who we were blessed to uh, have at one of my workshops a few years ago, uh, talked about the proper way to do this uh, sports split step, which unfortunately when you uh, watch it, there's still many of the pros that do it wrong. Uh, but I think there's a reason for it because you have to start teaching the young. Uh, Gordon Euling uh, from uh, – uh, court sense in New Jersey, he expanded on that, uh, actually took it to uh, Mexico, I think it was at the ITF convention down there, uh, but actually won an award uh, uh, from the Olympic Association because tennis, is, sadly, is one of the least uh, contributors of things new. And, and that is pretty new, but it was based on a on the wrong movement to go in. and uh, But really, there's not that many things that are new. And um, But it's, in saying that, again, I encourage you, write about it. And you have to sit there and look and decide, you know, what you, what you believe in, uh, what should be expanded, what you're not going to uh, – uh, use there that uh, you, you think that it's uh, not going to work for you. But truthfully, uh, like John Wooden said, you have to go back to the basics. So if you are thinking about, if you are a young coach and you're on your way up and you're, uh, and we need you, uh, we need you, especially you know, the USPTA has uh, 30 and under coaches. I think that's a great thing. We need more young coaches coming into tennis. Well, if you're thinking about writing and everything, I suggest to you strongly that you go back uh, to 
the some of the great uh, books. You look at Alan Fox's uh, uh, book. You, you look at uh, Chuck Reese's. Uh, he has six books out. Uh, uh, Coach in tennis. Uh, uh, if we get coach, hopefully uh, nothing has happened to him. I know he said he was going to uh, call on his way home from uh, practice in his uh, car today. But look at these uh, books. Uh, and, I, and I shouldn't really uh, I want to encourage uh, the young coaches uh, uh, to do that. Um, but I mean, it, there's um, Tom Farham, the uh, uh, an older uh, gentleman uh, who has a, uh, the Little Green Book of Tennis in its second edition out. Um, here's a senior um, athletic director, coach, and still writing. These are the mentors that I think are important. Uh, look at the people that are still willing to give. Um, we're grateful uh, for these people that take time out of a busy uh, uh, schedule and are still willing to give back to uh, coaching. Uh, and uh, I'm sure all of you read uh, Dan Coyle's The Talent Code and The Little Book of Talent. I mean, there's so many outstanding books out there. But if you look deeply, go back to the basics. Especially if you're, I will say, for uh, you coaches that are working with uh, uh, player development, I think it's important to sit there and uh, be able to uh, get the technique right for a couple reasons. Not only uh, is it going to help in their development, but I think it's also going to prevent potential injuries. And uh, so it's important to sit there and look at the basics and make sure you get them right. Uh, The game of tennis, if you're looking at it today, I mean, i talked uh, for years of the two things that um, well, my big beef, uh, quite frankly, is when I hear people say uh, using their non-dominant hand and their, uh, or their uh, offhand. Uh, if you're working and developing young players, if it's your offhand or not dominant hand, in their mind, what are they thinking? How important can it be? It's not your non-dominant hand. It's not your uh, off hand. It's your preparation hand. It helps you with the whole turn of the body. Uh, so that's, um, you know, these are the things that if you look back, you've got to sit there and, I think, write about and look to change. The game uh, today is uh, a game of uh, speed, they say. True. I say, I've been saying it's a game of time. You're either trying to take time away from your opponent or you're trying to buy time. And, that, and one of those changes, and, it, and speed is a big part of it, not only foot speed, but ball speed is a big part of it. But also a big part of it is today, one of the, the last few years, one of the changes have been you see people taking off of the – of their opponent off of the uh, court quite often. And that uh, becomes important to be able to take somebody off the court. 
But I suggest to you that the same thing that we were uh, taught in building uh, uh, the uh, game is to get the ball deep first. Um, and before you look to take somebody off the court, you really want to call Chuck Reese. You really want to uh, be able to get the ball deep. When you get the ball deep, then you're able to sit there and go for those angles and take it back, take them off the court. And again, this is what today we say speed is about: speed of ball, speed of the uh, uh, the movement is so important. But uh, I think it's. Uh, when you boil it down, it's a game of time. That's what tennis is, a game of time. And if you sit there and in Chuck Reese's book, um, he talks about, um, matter of fact, I think he probably made the war law uh, more famous. Uh, I don't think many people read his book before. He did a whole chapter in, in uh, uh, coaching tennis. Uh, on the directional, and what, so when we talk about taking people off the court, when we talk about movement and everything, um, what are we uh, talking about? Chuck Reese talked about that in his very first book uh, and about uh, directionals. And again, um, we go back to the basics, and when I talk about the game is about time and when you're looking to buy uh, time uh, on the uh, court or not. So it's just um, things change, but uh, and it, you have to go back to uh, the basics, and the basics is uh, uh, why I think that uh, I'm biased because I'm old. Uh, I admit to it, but you don't have to be old like I am uh, to sit there and understand the game. What you do have to do is make sure when you're exploring things that you you explore the whole game of tennis. You explore what, uh, and I would suggest, uh, to, like I said, what John Wooden said, and I when I got into coaching, uh, those of you that know me know that I come from a uh, basketball uh, background, so uh, I, you know, was a believer in of uh, him and studied uh, him. But it comes down to basics. When things go wrong, I don't. I believe in whatever sport you in. If it's basketball, if it's tennis, um, when you're having trouble, go back to the basics. And if you're a coach and you see something wrong, uh, usually. You want to examine them, uh, you know, from the legs up. You want to examine the basics. I uh, I remember a few, well, I guess it's more than a few years ago. It was probably 10 or 12 years ago, uh, uh, or maybe even longer. Uh, I had a rotocuff problem, and I changed my serve, started hitting more slice serves simply because it was, uh, less painful. Uh, and while I was too busy to get uh, surgery, tried to build my muscles up around there, uh, so I had to have it. But when struggling, uh, my uh, son, who I've been privileged uh, to uh, 
coached with for a long time. Uh, most people don't realize that the John Denise School of Tennis was not named after me. It was named after my son, and I always told people I was the other John Denise. Uh, but he got out of tennis and got into the corporate world and uh, and visiting me down in Florida. I said, come on in the court. I want you to look at my uh, serve and see if you can help me. And, uh, and he sat there and he, he said to me, Dad, you're not pushing off your foot. And I said, John, the trouble is my arm. You know, I want you to – and he said, Dad – you always said go back to the basics and you have to, uh, you know, look. He says, and you're just not, you know, you're just, you know, taxing your arm even more because you're not using your body at all. And uh, he was 100% right. So sometimes uh, we forget what we preach and um, we need to be reminded. And again, it's going back to the basics. So, I I like these kind of books and because I think they they take you through the whole progression of, uh, of tennis. One of my uh, complaints about high school tennis, uh, for instance, is that you know we have athletic directors and school boards and principals uh, hiring a coach for three or four months or giving them a subsidy for three or four months. And uh, I don't believe Jimmy Connors or uh, Billie Jean King uh, can uh, teach someone tennis in three or four months and coach them to be a player. Uh, It it takes time. There's a progression that you go through, and if you don't go through that progression, you're not going to be able to build a a team. And I think uh, too often – Coaches, I see some of the younger coaches, some of the problems that I've seen is that they look to take shortcuts and something new. Uh, I know early on uh, going to uh, PTR symposiums, which I've done for over 25 years, and some of my uh, first years I admit to uh, coming back and uh, – trying to adapt some fresh ideas that I picked up there. Uh, Many of them were good, but you can't sit there and uh, you you have to look at when you're going to introduce something to a new person. Is the new person, is the person you're introducing them to, are they ready to be introduced to that? Are they at a level of play that they can appreciate that or not? Uh, For instance, I talked at the beginning of the broadcast, uh, the importance, I think, of uh, uh, 10 and under um, tennis and um, you have to remember when you're working with these kids that they are 10 and under. Their bodies are not developed like uh, the athlete that they're watching in high school or in college or in some cases some of the parents and the kids are watching pros and they're saying, why can't I do that? Well, their body's not developed enough to do that. So you have to sit there and be patient and you have to sit there and make sure that you're introducing things that are 
uh, going to be help them uh, without putting, uh, without taxing their bodies. I think the great thing about uh, the tenant under program in recent years is when the ITF uh, went to, well, in the USTA, uh, the tenant under program, but it was originally an ITF uh, uh, play and stay program. Uh, but going to the red and the yellow and the green balls became very important. Um, originally, I had done uh, workshops, uh, not workshops, but I did presentations at workshops about utilizing those balls because uh, one of the arguments that I heard is I have regular balls and uh, I know years ago what we used to do sometimes and I was one of those, you took a nice poke and made a hole in an old old old, uh, ball and we made that a green ball. It wasn't a green ball in those days, but you were able to, get some of the pressure out of there so to make sure that we can use that to slow the game uh, a little during the development phases. But then with the orange and the uh, uh, red ball, it became even greater. But there was an expense to it. And a lot of young pros were saying, oh, can I afford that? You know, coach, you're saying to use that ball. I can't afford it. Uh, I believe you couldn't afford not to do it because when you're coaching at a high school level, for instance, all the players are not the same. Uh, I've been blessed to be able to have players that I was able to send on to college, but I never had a team uh, where I had five players on there that won at the same time. There are schools that do that. Uh, where I was and where I coached, uh, we weren't in an area that can do that. So your makeup of the team is you've got to include everybody, and that person is important. You have an obligation if somebody has the potential to be a college player. As a coach, you have an obligation to help them get there. But the person that uh, doesn't have that capability that is using uh, tennis as part of their life journey uh, development for, at high school, you have just as much responsibility to them. And if you're just doing, uh, uh, for instance, again, referring back to uh, Chuck Reese's book, one of the drills that I used to do with my top player is uh, he had using the uh, 60-foot court and warlord directionals, you would would sit there and uh, hit uh, the ball back and forth, and you had to sit there and uh, hit – 12 balls in 10 seconds back and forth in that smaller court. So in order to do that, you had to understand directionals. If I'm hitting the ball, and I think the thing that Chuck Reese added to the warlord theory and the thing that in one of I don't think is talked about enough is where do we recover to, and that was a great drill that you would be able to sit there if I'm hitting an outside ball well I'm hitting it cross court. And if it doesn't go outside but goes inside, I know that the person I'm playing with is going to take that ball down the line. So as soon as I hit the ball, I knew where I had to move to, and now I recovered to that spot. So knowing that you can get, you can get that the top players can get that in. But doing that drill – 
you don't want the rest of your teams standing and uh, looking uh, and one and I want to be part and I want to do that. So the great thing, is, again, with the other balls is I would use the green balls with the players that weren't my number one players on the team or number two, the three and four green ball, and I would give them just a little longer time. And then I would use the orange balls for the next group of people. So I could be doing drills that are inclusive. And when the kids were going and talking to uh, the families and talking about uh, who the players are, oh, you, Eddie Major plays on that team, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he played. Yeah, I played with him. And, um, you know, they, they feel good. They become part of the team. They, they're uh, – they want to play tennis, and I think what we have to remember is that we've part of this game is that we're all responsible for continuing this great game of tennis. And I suggest to you, uh, I might as well go into my commentary uh, now because I don't know where uh, Chuck is. I pray everything is okay, um, but. Uh, I, I, I do believe that um, we are all, it is time to wake up that sleeping giant of high school tennis. If we are going to sit there and bring college tennis back to where it was uh, when it was a training ground for American uh, tennis players to become professionals, uh, I, I think that WTA is doing a great job now with their programs, uh, uh, they're, I think, uh, an honest uh, observation of talent and encouraging those people that they don't see that are going to immediately make an impact in the pros, uh, helping them get in college. I think that's just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. But we have to remember that there's a sleeping giant in high school, uh, I one of the things I liked about Flagler Insurance I talked about before is they recognized years ago that the uh, our future not only tennis players but our future citizens our future uh, business people uh, our our future legislators they're all in high school today and we have an obligation to sit there and make them as successful as possible. Not to make them all tennis pros, not to make, not to get them all into uh, college, because I don't think uh, uh, that's uh, realistic either. I, I have, uh, well, my own personal belief, I'm, I'm not happy with uh, the way we've come down some of the uh, college uh, competition. I. I think the other thing we have to be cognizant of is that these high school kids are going to go out to college, and what are they going to do? They're going to compete. They're going to compete either in tennis or whatever sport they're in, or they're going to compete in the classroom. Although I will say I am very, um, well, the truth disturbed. I don't understand. At one time, we used to track uh, high school players uh, they're from their senior year in high school to their freshman year in uh, high school and how much 
intellectually they improve, improved, and then we tracked them from their freshman year to their sophomore year, and we did away with that. And um, I, I never under just a few years ago. I don't. I'm not going to tell you the year because I don't have it. I don't want to misquote uh, it. But we did away with it and trying to find out why in the world would we do that. I did find out that a year to, to two years prior to that, there was no improvement. And I think that's a sad uh, commentary. I think one of the problems is, and I know it's happening, and well, I know it happened up until two years ago when I was coaching high school. Uh, that unfortunately we train, we you know, we teach to test. You know, I should say train to to test because I don't think we're teaching them anything. Instead of teaching the subject matter, and tennis is the same way. It takes time to learn the game. It takes time to to understand Western civilization. It takes time to understand the Constitution. Uh, in uh, our area. In Florida, we're talking about uh, doing away with algebra tests. I mean, here we are into the computer age now with more uh, people uh, getting into this field. Why in the world would we do that? Just because uh, uh, our grades don't look as good? You know, competition is not a dirty word. Competition is something that's going to happen and continue. It goes through college. When they get out of college, they're going to go to work for somebody. They're going to compete. First, they're going to compete for their job. They stay in their job. Then they're going to compete for advancement. Then they're going to be competing for races. Competition is something that is a worthy uh, thing in life. And I, I think we're uh, making a mistake by uh, making it uh, too easy uh, for some of these uh, people. And uh, and I think that uh, we're seeing the effects. I think that even happens. And, uh, uh, you know, in college tennis right now, a couple of weeks ago, like I said, I didn't hear uh, Chuck Reese's broadcast yesterday because I've been tied up. I will get to it in the next uh, uh few days, but he had a guest on and uh, says the only free cheese comes in the mousetrap. I thought that was uh, a very interesting phrase. Uh, there is nothing free in life. There's nothing easy in life. It isn't meant to be easy, and it, and it isn't worthwhile if it's easy. So uh, I'm going to uh, cut this short today. Uh, because I am a little concerned, truthfully. Uh, it's not like uh, Chuck Reese to um, miss uh, a, a broadcast. It's never happened before. Uh, I know he did tell me that uh, uh, he, when he left uh, practice at Citadel today, he was going to call me on the phone for a uh, conversation, and I just... Uh, uh, quite frankly, in our area today, we had two bad accidents, and I just pray nothing happened. So if you will excuse me, I will, uh, I'm going to leave early. I will remind you that next uh, week uh, we do have uh, an outstanding uh, guest uh, 
today uh, 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 on the broadcast. Uh, I think what we've, um, those of you that haven't, um, are not familiar with the USTA is doing, uh, what video and what they're training, uh, we will have uh, with us uh, Coach, Coach Mick, who is the uh, director of that. Uh, I was blessed to meet him up in uh, the national campus about a month ago. He was going to uh, uh, video the uh, training that we uh, did for the high school coaches, so make it available uh, for other uh, high schools across the country. Uh, it might still happen. I know uh, him and Ashley Hobson are uh, looking to uh, uh, get together. Unfortunately, he had his knee replaced the same time I did. We had uh, rain up there and some of his interns uh, that he thought he was going to have, uh, he didn't have. But that's another story, and we might get into a little of that next week. So please tell your friends to um, join us next Thursday, and uh, I will uh, talk to you later. So have a blessed week, and I look forward with our conversation next week. And uh, for you, the great thing is going to be you won't have to listen to me the whole time because uh, we hang, – hang on just a second. Coach, are you there? Yeah, I am, John, and I got to apologize. I had some family issues here, and uh, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so late calling in, man, and I really, really apologize. So, well, they, how I, are you? I have already apologized to the audience because they had to listen to me uh, no. for so long <laughs> rather than the mentor that could give them so much. Uh, but, uh, I, I did have uh, well, I did have two uh, questions came in, and maybe, although we have so much less time, uh, I'd like to maybe we get one of the questions is uh, why is the book important, uh, and uh, you're always talking about it, and of course I I thought in the next few broadcasts we could go into it, but what I was thinking of maybe if you could just we have about 15 minutes left. Talk about how uh, you, you, you set up the book, Coaching Tennis, and uh, maybe, um, well, let's see how much time you have. I did get one more question, and I do promise people if they email me that I will ask the questions. But with you, I've already uh, told them your history, and which, uh, being I had so much time, I went into the six uh, authored books and all, all your awards and everything, so... I think the audience would like to listen to you now. Coach, are you there? Coach? Can you hear me, John? Yes, I can. I was just saying, can you Let hear me? me? Can, I got you. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. good. I'm good now. I got you off of the daggone speaker. Oh, so, okay, go ahead. Yeah, John, I appreciate and I uh I'm just very proud to be able to talk about the book a little bit. Um, you know, I wrote the book back in 1987 and I think I back in those days the computers were if they were starting, we had those doggone little Apple things. You know, they were little bitty things in my third book I was able to sort of use that, but that first book 
John was talking about a labor of love. I uh, kept notes for about the first 10 years of my coaching. I started taking notes in 1972. I got to work for Harry Hopman for a year or a year and a half, and I just basically wrote down everything that was interesting, everything that he would say that was unique, that sort of combined athleticism with tennis. And uh, I started doing that, and then I got – I was, of course, did my master's degree at Tennessee Tech, and I had studied exercise, uh, you know, kinesiology and, and uh, scientific principles of coaching and things. And, um, you know, I just always wrote things down. And I really literally had a stack of handouts, four, four foot tall, that I would carry around. And I had those and had no idea about what I was going to do with it. And, uh, and this is the absolute truth. It was 1987, so I'm saying 10 to 15 years later. Now, we're talking, you know, I did uh, 10 years of coaching at Clemson. I started 75. So those years, and then I was the U.S. Junior Davis Cup coach, and all those matches I watched that summer, all summer long, 12 weeks of matches, 10 kids on the team. Every one of those matches, I used to take notes. So... Uh, when I when I had the opportunity to write the book, uh, it was really sort of a fluke. I was sitting there with a good friend, and uh, you know, I, I just said, "Look, I I don't know what to do about all these notes." And my friend said, "Well, let's pray about it." And this is the absolute truth. <laughs> One week later, I got a call out of the blue from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and this guy from Masters Press named Tom Bass said, uh, you know, I heard you have all these notes for, for uh, when you traveled, you, you just take notes all the time. And I said, yeah. He said, would you like to do a tennis book? We do coaching books. At that time, they had four or five coaching books. They had a book, basketball book called Five Star Basketball. Then they had a volleyball book and a soccer book and things. And I said, well, of course. And I went up to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I, I got the contract they did a contract to do the book and he said i i'd like to have all this information by february 1st and this was literally in november so i'd been thinking about this for so long that and then i think i told you the way the break i broke the book down into the physical the mental and the emotional part of the book and literally i just had three parts of my living room where i had i'd separated all the notes that had to do with physical training all of the notes that had to do with mental training and all the work I'd done on momentum control, shot selection and those things in the middle part and the mental part. And then the emotional part of motivation and uh, the emotional part of the book and um, of, uh, you know, best player performance, all my Jim Lair notes and all those things, because he was a sports psychologist back at those times. I just, I threw them, I put them all on the floor and there I went to work, and I started trying to connect all the books. And I literally hand-wrote that whole first book. It was called Total Tennis Training in 1987. And uh, that's how I put it together, the physical, the mental, and the emotional part. I took all the pictures. I hired a photographer at Clemson University and paid the guy like a 1000 bucks to take the pictures. I hand-wrote it all, and, and I paid a secretary over there to – 
type everything up. And then I had in old school ways, I went to the English department and got somebody to edit it. And so literally I did it piece by piece by piece. But here's the point, John, on that total tennis training, when I sent out the manuscript, and we did have Xerox machines, I Xerox, you bet I believe I Xeroxed it twice. <laughs> and put, I put the book that I'd handwritten and had it typed out and edited, all that work. I put it in the two, two of them, I put them in two different places. I put one in my car and then one in the house. One in the house, if it burned down, I still had one in the car, and one in the car, if something, the car exploded, I sent a copy <laughs> Because we didn't have computers, and I sent one out to the publisher. And, John, I promise you, I got down on my knees, and I, and I prayed. I just said, Lord, please put this book in the hands of those people that you want it in the hands of. And if we only sell five copies, that's great. Please put them in the right five people's hands. And that's the way I, I did total tennis training over the period. And then it came out, of course, about two or three months later. And, uh, John, I went to India and when I was in, uh, Southeast Asia, I got to go to seven countries and do seminars. But when I went to India, one of the coaches had one of my books and it was all torn up and used and everything. Uh, when I went to the university of Illinois with Kent Kinnear was one of my former players, he was assistant coach there and Kevin Anderson was there and he came up and said to me, he goes, Oh, coach Creasy. He says, my father taught me out of your book for his first four years, you know, in, in basically out of my backyard and caught, taught me out of book. And he has notes all over that book and everything like that. And I've had that happen over and over. I have no idea how the books got to India, to South Africa and different places, except by the grace of God, I got to do the book. And by the grace of God, it went into different people's hands and uh, from there, I was able to do the winning tennis book, then the youth tennis book. Then I was able to do the coaching tennis book. And then I, I got a call like 1990 uh, from a guy from Japan. And um, the, he said he wanted to print it in Japanese. And I got to go over to Japan and do a tour around Japan for like I went over there for about two and a half weeks and did some talks and they translated into Japanese. So, and then, uh, so, you know, I, I guess there's a saying that says dare things so mighty that without the intervention of God, they're destined to fail. I absolutely believe that John. And, and, uh, you know, and people always are giving God the credit. You think, Oh my golly, this person, you know, it's just, no, you know, God does, fantastic things in our lives and for me the the thing that I have always had is a hunger of an inquisitive mind I always ask I ask questions I write notes I still take notes all the time I write them down I try to think through them I write I'm still writing things on my computer now little things but the point being is that I'm just extremely proud about the book and what's happened to it and I'm hoping that you'll let me come on the air sometime and, and give you – and I'm so, so sorry this happened, but we have had a basically a family emergency here um, that I cannot talk to you about at this time, it, it, but it's very serious. Everybody's okay, but it's a serious family emergency. And uh, 
to everybody out there, I'm extremely sorry I wasn't able to be on the whole hour, but I'm very happy, John, that I've been able to at least get on a little bit here. You know, and I hope you well, you know you'll again. be in you know you'll be in our prayers, Chuck, and we will go into I will ask you a question next uh, month when we're on because I did uh, ask for any email questions and I did receive two and one of them I think we answered the other one uh, we will go into next time because I think it is that important. And uh, I have two of your books, but one of my one of them I lend out occasionally, like I've done multiple times with coaches that work for me. But the other one is marked up so bad, that, you know, well, so good I should say because it's been used so much. And that one I won't lend out because <laughs> I still refer to it today. So you go take care of uh, your family. And uh, when you get a chance, give me a, a, a call. Uh, you're in I our will. prayers, and, be, and I will. Uh, will I look be able to talk forward to, to our here. talk next yeah. month. Yeah, and and everybody, I'm very very sorry, but it's it's unavoidable today, and I, I should have been able to text you back or something. But but thank you, and uh, God bless you, and I'm looking forward to talking again. And me too, Coach. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye, Well, John. folks, at least we don't have to worry no much. We know Coach is safe. And like I said, that's why I wanted to get off early because uh, I was concerned about that. But uh, we are safe. I do uh, apologize for having to listen to me for so long. I do know that uh, the best broadcasts are the ones that I talk the least and um, next week, the Lord willing, uh, uh, you'll have one of those broadcasts because I won't have to talk so long. But have a blessed week, and I look forward to talking with you again next week. Bye now.